Thanks for joining me here on the Mountain State Patriot Podcast. My name's Lee. I'm a born and raised West Virginian, and I'm proud to call the Mountain State my home. I'm also a proud conservative and patriot who believes in the Constitution, pride in our American heritage, and the good Lord above. All right, I'd like to start this first episode of the podcast with a little background on what brought me to get this thing going in the first place. I'll start with God, because honestly, I was feeling really alone and and somewhat lost in a country and a world where up is down and right is left and nothing really seemed to make sense or follow the values and morals of how I'd been raised my whole life. Things going on in our government and society just didn't make sense. And as you may know, when the outside voices are so loud, it can be hard to hear anything else. I was praying and feeling really hopeless. And I just felt God put it on my heart that, you know, others are probably feeling the same way that I am. And those that know me know that I have never been one to sit back and wait for someone else to get things started. So when God put it on my heart to reach out to others, I felt like this was the outlet and the connection that I've been searching for. You know, Facebook and social media just become toxic environments. Posts about race, religion, and politics dominated my newsfeed, and all of them seemed to be slanted in directions that went against my very core beliefs of what this great nation is, how loving and kind West Virginians and Americans are, how the purpose of our government is not to enslave or dictate to us, but instead to represent us. They're supposed to be there to represent us. They work for us, after all not the other way around. Conservative voices have been silent for far too long. The other side is so loud, and the views expressed are designed to make us feel guilty for being of a certain race or religion, and so we stay silent. You know, on my social media, I didn't dare post anything about how I was actually feeling about the election this past November or the mess that followed it. I mean, I might offend someone or be called out for simply sharing my personal views or opinions. Where's the First Amendment, right? Well, you know, that kind of attitude really leads to people feeling really alone. Well, there it is. That's how this Mountain State Patriot podcast got started. I was feeling alone and isolated, and God put it on my heart to reach out to others. And in the process, I woke up. I started realizing how poorly a majority of us have been at being stewards. Stewards of the representation and liberty our forefathers and millions of United States veterans fought so hard for. I have to do better. We have to do better. But we don't have to do it alone. We need to stop being the silent majority. We need to stand up and start supporting each other. We need to work together to take back the control of this republic. And I don't mean through violence. I mean through sharing of information, through the work of seeking truth, and of speaking truth, loudly and without fear. Because together, we are the citizens of the great state of West Virginia. And together with the citizens of the other 49 states, we are the United States of America. And we, the people, are the ones who have the power. We just have to come together and realize it. And then we need to make an effort to support one another as we work to save the America that we all know and love. We can do it, with God on our side and together as patriots. I guess I can sum up the purpose of this podcast with two basic goals to inform, and to connect. My goal is to bring you information, factual news, posts, and stories about current events that help to inform you so you can make up your own mind about things. We have let others tell us what to think and do for way too long. 
we have to start thinking for ourselves again. We have to start using common sense again. And I want to provide a platform for that connection. Like I mentioned, we can't do this alone. We do have to support one another. I want you to reach out to me and ask questions, share information. Heck, I even want to invite you to join me on this podcast if you have a topic or discussion you want to share with other West Virginia patriots. I've created a Mountain State Patriot email account as well as a Telegram account to help in this effort. Hopefully moving forward, as we begin to connect and develop a community, we'll expand with other ways we can connect, share, and support one another. But for now, the email address where you can reach out is mspatriotpodcast at protonmail.com. That's m-s-p-a-t-r-i-o-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at protonmail.com. And you can find the Telegram channel by downloading the app and searching Mountain State Patriot. You'll recognize the profile pic. It's the same pic that is used for this podcast. Okay, so now that we've got that out there... (laughs) Let's dive into the main topic of the first episode, socialism. Okay, okay, well, full disclosure, the real focus is actually on talking to you about how important it is for us to wake up. I mean to really wake up, to become aware of what's going on in our local communities, our state government, and at our nation's capital. And trust me, I know this doesn't sound glamorous or fun or like something you would like to spend time on. (laughs) I mean, I know. Remember, I'm the one who admits that I had my head in the sand for a very long time. I totally disregarded the importance of seeking information, of seeking truth for myself. But in order for us to save our community, our great state, our nation, and the freedoms that we love, it's essential. It's something we all have to do. We've already had an opportunity to see where ignoring our responsibilities as a citizen and a steward of freedom has gotten us. We're living in a crazy world where a man who is most certainly not mentally fit to be there is sitting in the Oval Office of our great nation. I mean, what more will it take for us to realize that we have got to wake up? Now, if you're one of the few who have been doing your due diligence and staying informed, keeping up with what's actually going on, and trying to hold our representatives accountable, then I say good for you. And I mean that in the sincerest sense, truly. Good for you. You've held the line for us. You've been the ones posting the truth on social media, writing the articles or editorials in local papers, telling your neighbors about the truth of what's really going on. We owe each of you our sincerest gratitude. But for the rest of us, we have to catch up. We have to take that first step. And in order to take that first step, I think it's important we see the big picture, that we talk about why it's so important that we all wake up, that we focus on the impact of how detrimental not being aware of what's going on right under our noses has been. So what do I mean by waking up? Well, by this I mean realizing that a lot of what we know, of what we think we know, about current events, about laws, government, and even aspects of our entertainment industry and cultural institutions may not be what we thought they were. I think it starts by making a deliberate decision, a conscious effort to commit to seeking out the truth regardless of whether we like the reality of it or not. It's about realizing the importance of informing ourselves. Best case scenario, we do it for ourselves. We dig in and put everything we've got into finding the details of everything we read, hear, and see. And that's across the board, honestly. 
We need to start paying attention to who we're idolizing and following in the entertainment industry and on social media, for example. But I think right now it's especially important to do that with things related to politics, government, and societal changes. At the very least, though, we need to find reputable sources of information that we can go to for the truth, for factual information, real facts, not mainstream media or politically slanted facts. Do your research. I can't stress that point enough. Whether you're digging in and seeking the truth for yourself or looking for someone else you can trust that will share it, you have to do the work. Put in the time and effort to make sure that what you're looking at is real, that it's based on fact and not someone else's biased or slanted interpretation of the facts. I mentioned earlier that I have been in the process of waking up myself. I can't tell you how shocking that process has been for me. Things that have been right in front of my eyes, signs of what's going on, and I just completely miss them. I don't know, I guess it's kind of like when you're out on a shopping trip, you know, where you're going to multiple stores. Have you ever noticed that you'll see a person at one store, and then when you get to the next store, like, bam, they're there again? That always blows my mind. You would never have noticed or remembered that person if it had just been one store. But your brain just can't ignore the information once it's exposed to the same thing multiple times. Well, I think this is kind of like that. If we don't seek the truth repeatedly, if we don't expose ourselves to historical information, to facts, to current events on a regular basis, we aren't likely to all of a sudden get an epiphany about this stuff. It just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Okay, so back to socialism. What exactly is socialism? Well, in technical terms, Webster's Dictionary defines socialism as economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods, a system of society or group living in which there is no private property. So everything belongs to everyone. Community property. No one individual has property in excess of another. We are all equal and have access to the same resources. This also usually involves some form of government-supported health care, job benefits such as paid leave or child care, among other things. Now, in theory, that may sound good. Everyone receives equal amounts and shares in the distribution of goods and services, but in reality, it basically means the elites, or those determining what equal means and who receives what, accumulate the wealth and dictate what the rest of the masses can have, which ultimately leads to all kinds of societal catastrophes. Now, the information I'll be sharing today is based on Marxism, which is not defined the same way. Marxism involves the political, economic, and social principles advocated by Karl Marx, which were later developed to form the basis for the theory and practice of communism. But honestly, these two theories go hand in hand. Marxists often consider socialism as the first and necessary phase on the path from capitalism to communism. So it's definitely relevant to what we're facing in America today, since the progressive liberals on the left are not even attempting to hide their preference for and determination in moving our country towards socialism. A few weeks ago, I came across an article shared by conservativesarmy.com. It's a website that finds and catalogs news and editorial information from resources all over the internet. Now, don't worry. I know I hit the nail pretty hard on the importance of doing research and verifying information. 
So I want to let you know that they verify the information they share. And I've also researched and verified that both conservativesarmy.com as well as American Spectator, which is the original source of the article, are reputable resources. So in this article, which was written back in July of 2020 and originally published on the American Spectator website, the author Scott McKay, a conservative journalist from Louisiana, shares the four steps required to successfully implement Marxism within a free society. The article is titled The Four Stages of Marxist Takeover and is based on the insights of Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov. And I'll also put a link to this in the show notes so that you can access and read the article for yourself as well. But basically, the first step that's outlined is to implement revolutionary propaganda, propaganda which promotes Marxist ideology and that demoralizes the citizens. McKay's article specifically states the purpose of this propaganda is to depress you and make you believe your civilization is lost. Now, I don't know about you, but if I turn on mainstream media or one of my old primetime favorites, I definitely start feeling like our civilization is lost. Actually, recently, my husband and I were tuning into one of our old favorites, um, Los Angeles 911. I don't know exactly what network that's on. I can't remember. But we hadn't been watching TV a lot recently, but we decided we'd log into this recorded episode. The very first scene was about a character who is struggling because she's taking hormone replacement therapy to facilitate a change in gender. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pass judgment on others, but I am going to share that from the research I've done, the percentage of individuals who experience gender dysphoria is less than 1% of the population. So why in the hell is a primetime show going to make this a main storyline? Well, to me, it's one reason only. To push the identified narrative. It's propaganda to make you think this is a common issue experienced by many. The second step he shares is destabilization. This refers to the destabilization of entire institutions within a society, the economy, the military, international relations. Think about what's going on in our state and our nation right now. Do you feel like our country, our society is stable? I know I sure don't. I mean, we've got the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and all that brings with it. The lockdowns, the mask mandates, school closings, business closings, canceling of social activities, which honestly has been a, a huge anchor in fostering social connect connections with others. And how about the craziness going on in the White House right now? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> have you ever been more shocked by the complete lack of competence in your country's commander in chief? Even during the Obama years, I felt better about the stability of our nation than I do now. And that's saying a lot. So in this article, Scott states, the virus is the perfect platform by which to impose the economic destabilization the left has wanted all along. And honestly, since this article originally came out prior to the 2020 election, I'd add to that that the very obvious issues we see going on in our nation's executive leadership. Issues that strike at the very core of our nation's stability and the confidence we have in our government. I mean, wouldn't you agree that destabilization efforts are also in full force with the new cancel culture and censorship that's taking place? Just try to speak out against the efforts of the left and their progressive liberal agenda and see how quickly you find yourself being labeled all kinds of names, from racist to the extreme of domestic terrorist. The all-out attack on American culture as a whole, especially conservative beliefs, has never been more obvious. 
So step three is to have a crisis, which is described in the article as the catalyzing event that builds on the first two stages to bring on the change the revolutionaries are looking for. The article goes on to describe a list of examples of manufactured efforts that we've experienced here in the U.S. that could serve as this catalyst or crisis event. And I mean, come on, take your pick. From two presidential impeachments, both of which involved absolutely ridiculous and completely baseless claims, to the pandemic, to the theft of a presidential election, and now the complete disregard of the Constitution for the United States of America. I mean, it's occurring as we speak. All of this brings us to the final step, which is obviously where we are now, in my opinion, and that's normalization. The effort to instill a sense of normalcy to the absolutely ridiculous and counterintuitive actions and far-left beliefs that are being shoved down our throats. Now, in my opinion, this step also relies on the corrupt systems that have been put in place in the previous three steps, because the propaganda is definitely assisting with this. Just tune into the mainstream media or your social media accounts any day of the week, and you'll quickly realize everything they broadcast is propaganda, with the sole intent to brainwash Americans into believing their crazy ideas are normal. And the destabilization within our society and government can also be easily seen in the legislation pushed through Congress on a daily basis by corrupt politicians. Legislation that attacks the fundamental principles of our freedom and faith, and that the majority of Americans are screaming out against. I mean, just look into how they pushed through the most recent $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. It wasn't voted on during the day. It was passed in the middle of the night. And we can't mention that legislation without also pointing out that the majority of that bill doesn't even address COVID-related issues. It's just another pork barrel-filled mess of political pet projects. So anyway, anyway, needless to say, you can obviously take your pick of crises that are impacting every part of our society. There's seemingly no end to them. All right, so that's the four steps outlined in the article. Propaganda, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. According to Scott McKay, these are the steps that a former Soviet defector indicated are necessary to transition a society from capitalism to communism. Now, you may be asking yourself, why bring up this article? Why mention socialism or these broad steps to Marxism in a podcast developed for citizens of the mountain state? Because we have to be informed. You can't fix what you don't recognize as broken. I mean, how did they get this far in their agenda of fundamentally transforming our nation? It's because we were asleep. We were disengaged. We gave them full control without any input or oversight on our part. We have let them implement these steps right under our noses. Yes, our system is definitely broken. And we as a society are a big part of how it got this way. But we can fix this if we work together, support one another, and pray, pray, pray. So what can you do? And I mean right now. Well, first of all, visit the congressional websites or locate a reputable resource you can trust to find out what legislation is being proposed and what that legislation actually includes. And then contact your representatives. Email, call, fax, snail mail, Joe Manchin, Shelley Moore Capito, and your congressional representatives. Let them know that you are watching and that you don't support this legislation. 
Trust me, they want your votes. If they know you're watching and their vote on this legislation may impact whether or not you vote for them, they'll listen. And if they don't, we vote them out. West Virginia is notorious for just checkmarking our representatives into office. Once they get there, we just keep checking the box to keep them there without holding them accountable for their actions. That has to stop. But these are things we can do right now. We can make sure the voices of West Virginians are heard at the nation's capital. And please remember, you are not alone. We are in this together. We are here to support one another. We are here to seek truth. And for heaven's sakes, don't be afraid to speak truth. We don't have to be the silent majority anymore. In fact, we can't be the silent majority any longer. We have to speak up. We have to find information, reach out to others, and build communities of informed and supportive fellow citizens. We can stop this assault on our way of life, on our freedom, on our country, by working together under God's direction. Remember this, if nothing else. We, the people, have the power. Our forefathers made sure of that. Anything to the contrary is just an illusion. It's propaganda, efforts to destabilize and manufactured crises to make us think otherwise. But citizens of the great state of West Virginia are not so easily fooled. We are tough, we are strong, and we're proud mountaineers. And we aren't going to accept this new normal. It's a mirage. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm thankful that you tuned in, and I'm hoping you'll continue to join me here at the Mountain State Patriot. I'm planning to have lots of great guest interviews on future episodes and provide many opportunities for you to inform yourself about our state and nation and about what we as citizens can do to make the changes we want to see and to protect those things we hold most dear. I also want you to get involved to connect with me and with other listeners so we can build a community of Mountain State Patriots that are committed to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in this great state and nation. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time on Mountain State Patriot Podcast. If you'd like to contact Mountain State Patriot Podcast, feel free to reach out by email to mspatriotpodcast at protonmail.com. That's M-S-P-A-T-R-I-O-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at ProtonMail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. I'd love to hear your comments, questions, suggestions, and ideas for future episodes. That's MS Patriot Podcast at ProtonMail dot com.